We're in this series called Get Smart. Turn and look at your neighbor right now and say, you're smart, but you can get smarter. Go ahead and tell them that. You are smart, but you can get smarter. This is a study on the book of Proverbs, which is the book of wisdom. The word wisdom is found 55 times in the pages of the book of Proverbs. And this is a book that will help the foolish become smart and the smart to get even smarter. Anybody think you can stand to get just a little bit wiser? Just wave at me. Can you get just a little bit wiser? Well, as we're looking today at, at really the second week of this study, we're going to be looking at growing in wisdom by trusting in God. So what does it mean to trust God's Wisdom. I'll start off with the story. Maybe you heard about the guy who was taking a walk and wasn't paying attention to where he's going, lost his balance, and he fell off the edge of a cliff. And on his way down, he at the last second, he grabbed a branch, and it was the only thing saving him from his death, falling just so far down to the bottom and losing his life. He's holding on for dear life to the branch. And so he's screaming out, and he's calling out, Help! Is there anybody who can help me? Can anybody hear me up there? Nothing. He continued to call out, somebody, is there anybody who can help me? And finally, he hears a voice that says, I'm here, I'm here. And he said, oh, great. Can you help me? And the voice said, yes, I can. You just need to let go of the branch and reach out and I'll, I'll grab your hand. And he said, no, no, I don't want to do that. And the voice came and said, no, you, you've got to trust me. Let go of the branch and reach up and I'll grab your hand. And, and the guy called and he said, well, who is this? And the voice came back and said, it's me, it's God. And the man said, is there anybody else up there who has any ideas? A lot of times when it comes to trusting God, we don't like God's advice. Anybody can relate to that? Trusting God can be difficult at times. It can be challenging. Many of us have trust issues in this room. And it's not just trust issues with people, but a lot of times trust issues with God. Maybe you've prayed for something before and God didn't answer when or how you expected him to and caused you to wonder, is God even listening? Does God even care? Is God aware? Maybe you've been through a challenging season in your life and, and it was so difficult to where you think, man, if God is here, obviously he doesn't care because I'm going through something that's so painful. And the devil wants you to think for those reasons or others that you can't trust God, that he's not good or he's not able or he's not interested or he doesn't care. He wants you to think that you can't trust God's word, that you can't trust in God's promises, that you can't rest in God's plan. The devil wants you to quit trusting in God. But when it comes to the book of Proverbs, we're going to see that it's going to teach us how trusting in God is one of the smartest things that you or I could ever do. Proverbs chapter 3 verses 5 and 6. This is going to be our primary text today as we're looking at Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Somebody say, all your heart. Come on, shout, all your heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Do you see the contrast? But instead, verse 6, in all your ways, somebody say all your ways, in all your ways submit to him. That is submit to God. And look at what happens here. And he will make your paths straight. How do we get smart? By trusting God's wisdom with all of our hearts 
and avoiding the temptation to lean on or trust in our own understanding. But that's challenging, isn't it? Because we all have a natural lean towards our own understanding. We all have this, this by default, we lean to our own thinking, our own limited perspective. And so I want to trust in my knowledge. I want to trust in my skills. I want to trust in my ability. But God's word teaches us to do the opposite. Don't lean into your own understanding. It doesn't mean that you don't think. It just means that you don't lean on that. You don't put your hope in what you can figure out, but instead you trust God with all of your heart. Listen to Proverbs chapter 28, verse 26. It says, those who trust in themselves are fools, but those who walk in wisdom are kept safe. You couldn't get any plainer than that, could it, friends? I mean, I love it how God at least calls it like it is, and he tells it straight so that we can know what's up. Those who trust in themselves are foolish, but those who walk in wisdom are kept safe. Well, for our time together today, I want to show you what happens when you trust in God's wisdom. I'll say it this way. I'm going to point out three rewards for trusting in God. You ready for this? Three rewards for trusting in God. First one is this. Number one, as a result of trusting God's wisdom, you will experience, number one, a long and prosperous life. A long and prosperous life. Does that sound good to anybody? Does that sound like a good reward to you? A long and prosperous life. Do you hear that and think, sign me up for that. That sounds good. Well, I started thinking about some of these stories that you hear of people who live to be in their 90s, live to be 100, or live to be over 100. You know, you hear stories like this, and they get interviewed from time to time and say, what's the secret? Right, you ever heard this before? Let me give you a few of the answers that I've run across here. This first one comes from Edith Wiley, 106-year-old lady from Montana. And she was asked, what is the secret to living to be 106? Can I just pause for a minute? Just so y'all know, I don't want to live to be 106. Okay, just so you know, in case you're wondering, if you're taking notes, if you want to live to be 106, this is for you. It's not for me. But this is what Edith says. Here's one of the secrets. Eating Cheetos while watching the 5 o'clock news. There you go. You can just write that down. Note to self, you want to live to be 106? Edith says, I found the answer. Eat Cheetos while watching the 5 o'clock news. Thank you, Edith. Here's another one. This comes from Richard, who was 112, and at the time of this article, at least, he was the oldest living American veteran. And when he was asked, Richard, how did you make it to 112? He said, well, one of my secrets is butter pecan ice cream. Mm. Now listen, if that could justify me eating butter pecan ice cream every day, I might be willing to live to be 112. Here's, let me give you one more. This is from a lady by the name of Jessie Gallen. She lived to be 109. And when she was asked, what is your secret to living so long? She said, my secret to a long life has been staying away from men. They're just more trouble than they're worth. So ladies, next time you're in an argument or something, you just look at him and say, you are taking years off of my life. (laughs) Jesse would say, you go there, girl, because yes, he is. A reward of wisdom is that you would live a long and prosperous life. Listen to Proverbs chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. These are the verses that just preceded the ones that we read for our text today. 
Solomon writing, he says, my son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart for they will prolong your life many years and bring you peace and prosperity. He's saying, you want to know the real secret to living a long time. You can try Cheetos. You can try butter pecan if you want to. But if you really want to experience a long and prosperous life, he's saying, follow the wisdom of God. Listen to what it says in verse 16. Speaking of wisdom, Solomon says, long life is in her right hand and in her left hand are riches and honor. You say, well, how, how would that work? What is it following God's wisdom? How is that going to be a long and prosperous life? Well, for a, a number of reasons, a lot of practical things. I mean, some things that just make sense when you think about it, but one would be that God gives us wisdom on the people that we hang around. Now, you don't need to point at anybody in the room because everybody in here is a sanctifying saint, all right? That's just a way of saying they love Jesus, right? All right, so you don't have to worry about that, but... Have you looked back over your life and you realize that there were people who at one point and one time they were making decisions that took them one way and somehow, some way by the grace of God, you started leaning into the wisdom of God and it took you down a different path and now you look back and see where their poor choices landed them? Some of them in, in, in jail, some of them destructive lives, some of them in destructive habits and, and patterns, some of them uh, not, not only in jail, but maybe uh, lost their lives as a result of drinking and driving or overdosing on drugs. I mean, kind of one of the no-brainers when it comes to following the wisdom of God is it will affect the people that you hang out with. The wisdom of God would say, hang out, let people be close to you who will add years to your life, not take them away. God's word also teaches us that your, your life will be prolonged when you have wisdom in how you care for your bodies. Our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Taking care of ourselves will add years to our lives. Listen to Proverbs chapter 3 again. Now the following verses in 7 and 8. It says, do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. The Bible says, don't try to be wise in your own eyes. You can't keep harming your health and harming your life and expecting to live a long and prosperous life. A lot of times we live with that invincibility complex, right? We just say, act like we're Superman, like invincible. Like We can do anything. We can eat McDonald's every single day, and it's not going to affect my health at all. Man, I can smoke, I can drink, I can chew, I can do anything I want to do, and it's not going to affect my life at all. I just got good genes. I don't have to exercise. I don't have to get good sleep. I'm Superman. Tell your neighbor right now, you're not Superman. Go ahead, just tell him, you are not Superman. You don't even look like Superman. Why are you acting like Superman? You don't have a boot, boots and cape. You don't, you're not Superman. We can't have a lack of wisdom and then be filled with wonder on how we're losing our health. There's a connection. And it's not just so that we can live a long life, but it said a long and prosperous life. Uh, uh, not just a, a long time on earth, but a long time blessed 
and prosperous because of God's blessing being on you. Listen, there are some people, quite frankly, they've, they've lived for a long time, but they just look miserable. Don't point it. But anybody know some miserable old people? I mean, they're just like grumpy and complaining. You're like, man, if that's what growing old looks like, take me when I'm young, Jesus. I don't want to be like that. So the only goal is not growing old. It's that you will live a long and prosperous life. Remember it said that a long life is in wisdom's right hand and prosperity in its left. Listen how it's recorded in chapter 28 and verse 25 of Proverbs. It says, the greedy stir up conflict, but those who trust in the Lord will what? What does it say? Prosper. Don't you want that to be true of your life? Anybody who knows what it means to trust God with all of your heart, who knows what it means to trust God's wisdom, to put your hope in him, we know what it means to live a life filled with joy and filled with blessing that comes from God. When you trust God with your dreams, your dreams will live longer and will be blessed. When you trust God with your finances, your paycheck will live longer. How many of you want your paycheck to live longer? Anybody sign? Yeah, you're like, yeah, I'll, I'll take that. Then use wisdom and how you handle your finances. Use wisdom how you handle your relationship. If you know it's not healthy, you know it's not God-honoring, you know that you shouldn't be involved in it, leaning to your own understanding, what we'll do is we'll justify it. Well, she's not that bad. Well, he's not that awful. He's not as crazy as the last guy that I dated. Come on, you know how you'll start rationalizing things? Proverbs says you better be careful. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. I mean, if you're not acknowledging him, if you're not submitting to him, if you're in a destructive, unhealthy, dishonoring relationship to God, you will try and justify and say, well, it's better than being lonely. That's what your natural mind will tell you. And can I tell you, when it comes to getting off God's path, there's nothing worth trading for that. It will lead to destruction. I believe that there are some of you, God's been speaking to your heart about, about opportunities to do something in his name and for his glory, but because you've been afraid, you've been holding back. Maybe God's calling your number and he's been speaking to your heart about being a missionary. But all in your own understanding of all the reasons why you couldn't do it. Maybe God's been speaking to you about getting involved in serving the church. Maybe God's been speaking to you during announcement time. You hear about growth track and there's something in you. God's going to have opportunity for you. I have something that I want you to do. But instead of submitting to God's wisdom, you're justifying it in your mind. There's some of you, God's calling you to full-time vocational ministry. He's calling you to stop your, your job, your, wherever you're, you're, you're employed. He's saying, I want you to stop that and give your life to full-time ministry. But listen, when you lean on your own understanding, you can always 100% of the time find reasons why you shouldn't do whatever God's telling you to do. I'm telling you, anytime you exchange God's plan because of your own limited thinking, you're leaning on your own understanding, it will always cost you dearly. You want to get smart? Like, look to the Lord, trust in the Lord, and watch him prosper and bless your life. What else will happen? What's the second reward? Number two is this. When you lean into God's wisdom, when you submit to his plan, you will experience favor with God and man. 
You will get God's blessing. You will get God's favor on your life when you lean into his wisdom. When you trust God, when you embrace his wisdom, look at what it says in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 4. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. By trusting in God, it gives us favor. You see, when you put your hope in his wisdom, he puts his blessing on your life. When you choose to submit to his calling, his favor will surround you as with a shield. It will bless you. It will strengthen you. It will help you. Help you. It will protect you. God's wisdom brings God's favor. Nothing you can conjure up. Nothing that you can manipulate your, your uh, ability into. It's not a, a benefit that you can earn on your own. It's simply something that comes from trusting in God. Noah trusted in God. You know what the scripture says about Noah? It says that Noah found favor in God's eyes. But think about what Noah had to do. Go and build a boat. How many guys know that in Noah's natural thinking and understanding, he thought this does not make a lick of sense to build a boat in a desert? How many guys know that's true? Sometimes God will tell you to do something that doesn't make a lick of sense in your life. And we'll want to lean on our own understanding and go, God, you're usually right. God, you get a lot of things right. But building a boat in a desert, let me help you with this one. But it says that God favored Noah, that God trusted, that Noah trusted God. And as a result of that, it saved Noah's life. It saved Noah's family. Noah would not have been strong enough to overcome, overcome the floods or the rains. But the favor of God on his life, because he trusted in the Lord, it saved him and his family. Come on, you remember the story of Daniel? Daniel trusted God. He didn't give in to what would be comfortable or easy, but he trusted in the Lord. He put his hope in the Lord, and as a result of that step of obedience, it looked like it wasn't going to go well for him. He gets thrown into a, a hungry den of lions, but how many of you know Daniel's not the one who protected himself? Daniel didn't go over there and shut the lion's mouth. How many guys know that God is the one who shut the mouth of the hungry lion? Because what happens is when you trust in God's wisdom, God's favor is on your life. God's favor to bless you. God's favor to help you. God's favor to give you insight with people you didn't even know what to do, but God's favor put you on God's path. You didn't even know what you were setting yourself up for, but by leaning into God's wisdom, it positioned you, it postured you for God's blessing, for God's favor, for God's help. I want the blessing of God on my life. I want the blessing of God on my family's life. Whenever I'm praying for God to set his hand of favor on me, I'm praying that God would surround me and my home. I'm praying that God would surround our health and our, our children. I'm praying that God would surround our finances, that God would surround our work. I'm saying, God, I need your favor. Lord, I'm looking to you for your protection. Now, I like to think of myself as a protector. I like to think of myself as, you know what, I'll take care of my wife. I'll take care of my kids. One day I had an opportunity. I, we were at a hotel. My wife and I were at a hotel, out speaking somewhere. She was uh, downstairs in the lobby working on her laptop. I was upstairs in the room working on my message. She calls me. She said, there's a guy down here in the lobby, and he's hitting on me. I said, he's what? <laughs> she said, there's a guy down here in the lobby. He's asking me out. He's over here. I, he's what? 
She said, he's in the lobby. He's, I said, is he, is he there? Right? She said, he's in here right now. I said, I'll be right there. You know, I bowed all up. I'm going down and I'm, I'm trying to get in the elevator. You know how slow it seems when you're trying, you're in a hurry. You just keep pressing it. Like, yeah, if you keep hitting it, it goes faster. So I'm, I'm hitting the button, you know, trying to get in. So man, I get on the elevator. I'm all bowed up. I'm standing taller than I've ever stood, you know, and I get off the elevator. I go, where is he? Where? She goes, that's him right there. I said, where? She's, I said, he's like six, eight. He didn't have muscles. He was a muscle. I looked at him. I said, which, which one? And she said, the only guy standing right there, that guy. I said, that's the one? She said, yes. I said, well, I think he realizes I got this under control. Let's go. Let's get on out of here. I quickly realized I do have a limit in my own ability, but how if you're thankful that God is unlimited in his ability to watch over you, to protect you, to help you to bless? I'm just glad that as I lean into his wisdom, I'm not limited to my own understanding. I'm not limited to my own favor. I'm not limited to my own thoughts. I'm not limited to my own strength. I'm not limited to my own ability. When I in all my ways acknowledge him, he's the one who's going to direct my path. He's the one who's going to favor for me. When you read through the Gospels, you'll see that when it comes to the book of Luke, Luke chapter 5, it says that Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man. I pray that over my own life. Lord, help me to grow in wisdom. Help me to grow in stature and favor with God and man. Listen, I don't know how wise you may be today, but however much wisdom you have acquired over the years, I want you to know that God has more for you. I don't know how much God God has already favored you. Has anybody ever been favored? Has the Lord ever helped you? I don't know all that he's done for you, but I want you to know God is not out of favor. God has more favor for you. Come on, somebody say more favor. I've never found myself in life looking at it going, God, that's enough. I've never said that when it comes to favor. I've always said, Lord, a little bit of that was a little good. A lot of it would be a lot of good. Lord, give me more of your favor. I want more of your blessing on my life. Lord, make me wiser. Lord, give me favor with what I do, favor with people I interact with, faithful with what I'm trying to do in your name. God wants to bless you. Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 20 says, whoever gives heed to instruction prospers and blesses the one who trusts in the Lord. God wants to favor you. Let me give you a third and a final piece here and we'll close. Third reward of following God's wisdom and trusting the Lord with your life is that he'll give you peace. Do you need peace today? Come on, you know, we face things at times that we try to figure out. We try and fix it. We try and solve it. We try and work around it. We try to figure it out. And here's what I've discovered. A lot of times it's not that we don't think. Remember I said that God's given us a brain. He's never offended if we use it. Can I hear an amen? But what he's talking about is when you lean on your own understanding, as if your hope is in your own understanding. And see, when he gives us a path of wisdom, he says, you trust that and you rest in that and you watch how I care for you. But anytime you know the good that you ought to do, you know the path that you ought to take, but you think in your mind you have a different plan or a better idea, you've set yourself up to lose. 
you will get smarter, you will get wiser, you will experience more favor, more blessing, you will experience peace when you realize that peace comes from a person, and that person is the Prince of Peace, and his name is Jesus. Somebody say the name of Jesus. Don't you love the name Jesus? I mean, sometimes you're going through something, and all you can say is Jesus. But you know that when you did, you just whispered the sweetest name on earth. You know that there's power in the name of Jesus. You know that when you say that, you're talking to the one who brings you boldly before the throne of grace. The word of God tells us that we're supposed to come into his presence by way of the son. His son's name is Jesus. That's where your peace is found. My peace is tied to a person. Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 17, speaking of the wisdom of God, it says, her ways are pleasant ways, and all, somebody say all, all her paths are peace. Trusting God leads to peace. When we truly trust him, it's peaceful because we realize it's all in his hands. I don't know about you, but I sure think wrongly at times that I will have more peace when I experience more control. Come on, where are the control freaks in the room? Where are you? Come on, control freaks. Just raise your hand. You know, somebody else has the remote control. You just, it's, uh, somebody else is driving. You're telling them everything that they ought to be doing, right? You just want to be in control of your schedule. You want to be in control of the conversation. You want to be in control of your time. You want to be in control of everything, right? And what we think at times is the more control that I have, the more peace that I'm going to have. But when I have to lean out on my own understanding, but trusting God, he's saying, I don't want you to feel like you have to be in control. I just want to remind you that I am always in control. Because see, here's what happens when I'm trying to tie my peace to me being in control. I'm thinking as long as I can get my arms around it, I feel okay. But guess what? I've lived long enough to realize that I have things come up that I can't get my arms around. I've noticed in my life there are times that there are things I can't get my mind around. That you know what, we are one day away, we are one phone call away, we are one conversation away from something that is totally and completely out of your control. One report from a doctor. And the doctor says, here's the diagnosis and there's nothing that we can do. And you say, well, how much will it cost? I'll, I'll go ahead, I'll pay it. Whatever it is, I'll just pay it. He says, no, you don't understand. Your money can't fix this. Okay, I get it. My money can't fix it, but what, what do I need? What mountain do I need to climb? What wall do I need to run through? I'll do whatever I have to do. No, you don't get it. You can't fix this. Okay, well, where do I need to go? Because I can go around it, or I can go under it, or I can go over I'll do whatever I have to do. How do I get past this? You don't get it. You can't fix this. And all of us will find ourselves at times with a relationship with a son or daughter, I don't know what else to say. I don't know what else to do. I don't know how to fix this. Some financial hardship came and knocked your legs out from underneath you, and you'd go and borrow money, but you can't even borrow any more money. You got so much debt. Now you're about to lose the house, or you're about to lose the car. You're like, I can't get my mind around this. I can't get my arms around this. I I'm out of control. See, when my peace is tied to me, when that stuff happens or comes, I now lose my peace. But what he's reminding me is this. When I will walk in wisdom, will I will honor his word, he will direct my path, and he will be my peace.
And he says, Scotty, not only do I have you in my hands, I've got all of you in my hands. I've got your whole family, Scotty, in my hands. I've got your health in my hands. I've got your finances in my hands. I've got your future in my hands. I've got your ministry in my hands. As a matter of fact, they're going to write a little song about it. Scotty, you go ahead and sing on with it. Sing it with. It's called, I Got the Whole World. How many of you are thankful today that our God's got the whole world in his hands? He's got us. He's got you. He'll take care of you. He'll come for you. He'll be with you. Choose wisdom. Trust the Lord. I don't know what it is that you're facing. I don't know what it is that you're going through. I don't know what it is that you're carrying. I just challenge you today. Don't lean on what you think you can do. Trust the Lord. Trust his word. If you know what his word says to do, do it, and you will be blessed. But it doesn't make any sense, Scotty. Trust him. Build that boat. Trust him. Watch how God will help you. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. God will not fail you. He's with you.